Hello and welcome to the Sages Cabin. I'm your host, Rox Madeira. So within the Sages Cabin, I interview herbalists and healers, foragers, nutritionists, growers, movement practitioners, historians, herb crafters, and other wise folk to bring you a wealth of expert knowledge. Some of these people have gifted additional bonus materials to enhance your learning, which you will find in the Wise Herbal Ways patron. I'd be really grateful if you head over to the patron and support the podcast. Um, and within that, you will also find um, another offering of mine, which is the Wise Herbal Ways Herb Circle, where you can continue on online learning, where we'll be meeting at each of the seasonal points on the Celtic calendar, and each time we'll meet a new plant and start an in-depth journey with that plant for the, the whole period until the next Celtic Festival. So that journey will involve guided meditations, live chats, and embodied practices, rituals, and journeys. So if that interests you, head on over to Wise Herbal Ways and join me in the patron. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the podcast. And if you do, please like, subscribe, and share. Robin Rose Bennett is an American herbalist. She's a storyteller and writer and an activist. She works really deeply with the plants and the plant spirits. And she's been offering classes in wise women healing ways and earth spirit teachings since 1986. Um, And she's worked at various places in America, in herb conference, festivals, clinics, um, and most joyously with the plants outside, she says. Um, and she has apprenticeships where you can learn all about the green witch ways and how to connect with plants. So grab a cup of tea and come and join me in the Sages Cabin as we listen to the wise wisdom words from Robin. Hi. Hi, Ra. How are you? I'm well. I'm very delighted to meet you. Yes, you too. Well, it looks nice where you are. Yes, uh, I'm um, very blessed in that I am uh, backed. My house is backed by 3,000 acres of state protected state forest. Oh, nice. I know. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm really... Um, I'm like completely into everything you're about. I was reading over your staff and your, you know, your devotions and commitments. So I just wanted to say that to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely kin. We're definitely kin. Yeah, I was super excited when you messaged because I keep, I've got one of your books, but um, yeah, I keep, a lot of people that I follow, I keep seeing them mentioning you and mentioning you and I'm like, oh, I've been doing this. And then you messaged, I was like, wow, that's so exciting. <laughs> oh, and synchronistic too, if you were thinking about it, you know, if you were thinking yeah. about me. And which of the books, I mean, I'm ready to get to, anytime you're ready. I didn't mean to chit chat. I just, you know, just oh, take <laughs> Um The book I've got is the medicine making one. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously the PDF of the other one that you sent me, which looks right. good. Um, so generally, how I usually start the podcast is I just like to get people to introduce themselves ah, in okay. your own words and just so you can tell me like who you are, what you do in the world and how you got into what you do. Okay, sure, sure. So it's been quite a while now that I've been doing what I do uh, as an herbalist in the world and as a person who is deeply devoted to keeping herbalism earth connected. Um, and intuition connected and women connected in terms of when I say that what I mean is not only supporting women and girls um, because we have a particular role to play in this moment of evolution chaotic evolution that we're in together but also in just strictly in terms of like relationship right bringing back in the divine feminine energy of the relationship of us to the more than human world of us to our whole selves right not this kind of fragmented way we've been um, taught to be in contemporary times of like the hierarchy of mind well I'm getting far away from answering your question so let me come back in 
Sorry. Okay. Uh, um, I started uh, really doing my work, uh, doing spiritual work. I had two wondrous teachers that people can connect to via my website if they like. They are both ancestors now. But what happened was that work was very much about owning your wholeness. And that led me home to being in a body. Because prior to that, I was kind of a little more up there and wanting to keep things, you know, in, in the mind and, and be like transcendent, if you will. And herbalism brought me into imminence, right? The, the sacred that is in everything, right? And it's not an either or, it's a both and. So I've been working guiding classes, community rituals, uh, weed walks, teaching in hospitals, you know, kind of the whole gamut spectrum for I like 35 years now. So I am utterly devoted uh, to this, um, to this reconnection work. And everything that I do out there is what I'm practicing in here. There is no you know, there's no place like one arrives at where you stop doing your own work, mm -hmm. right? So it's all a reflection of weaving together in good relations, you know, in, in, in the magic. Like, I think reality is the most magical game in town. And we can talk more about that. So that's a little bit of where I've been. I have actually, I want to share with you a little bit about my experiences in Scotland, but um, unless you have other questions, well, I guess the one other thing to add is like so many people in healing work, it was my own seeking of some medicine to help me that conventional practitioners didn't have for me that led me to herbs. And then I thought that I was just looking for physical answers, you know, to health problems. And what happened was it opened this vast door to kinship um, and beauty and wonder. And again, just simply joy to be alive. And that's what I seek to engender in others in all my work, because I think that's what we're meant to do here and be here. So that's a little, a little nutshell. Oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah, I would love to hear about your experience in Scotland. Well, one experience I have that's fun that I thought of was the first time I listened to plants as a practice, um, as I believe people always did. Um, you know, before we had the internet and books to look up everything, we sat and we listened and we felt and then we tasted and we tried things. So I'm visiting my girlfriend in Scotland on the Isle of Skye and um, I see this plant that completely like intrigues me and her all through her driveway in this very rustic area and it's beautiful. And I say, who are you? And the plant says, I'm foxglove. I, in my foolishness say, I know foxglove, you're not foxglove. Because in my experience right here in the States, foxglove is this, this stately, you know, stately medicinal plant planted in people's gardens. And there it was this, you know, abundant, prolific weed all throughout her driveway and it wasn't in flower. And I said, you know, come on, who are you really? You're not Scott foxglove. And the plant said, fine, fine, <laughs> have it your way. I'm not foxglove. And I was like, ah. So I went inside and I said, Angela, where's that plant all through your driveway? She said, it's foxglove. I said, of course it is. <laughs> so I thought that was very Scottish humor of it. <laughs> yeah. Scots have I, a particular humor and that plant just completely like just gave me the business. <laughs> Put you in your place, eh? <laughs> in my place. Fine. Have it your way. I'm not foxglove. Fine. Like, like kind of, why did you ask? If you didn't yeah. want to answer. So I just kind of adored that. I didn't know plants had it in them to be sarcastic. <laughs> that I would like to, to kind of unpack a bit, actually, about um, the plant communication and how you, how you find that plants, how do you feel, how do you find that plants are talking to you? Well, it changes, you know, at different times and with different plants, right? And on my own receptivity. Um, but I think it may be even more valuable to say, how do plants communicate with anyone, right? Because my way of 
that's the important thing rocks is and you know this I'm, I'm sure you do right is that some people are visual some people hear some people get a feeling in their body some people hear a chant right and so i'm open to any of that um i'm um i have a like a dual nature in the sense that i love silence and i also love carefully thoughtfully chosen words so i often find that plants do give me words um but almost just as frequently it's a feeling in the heart when it's a true communication it's like this open just this feeling of like ah you know of, of like almost when you share with a friend right or a child or what have you and you you know you're hearing truth there's a feeling in your body and i think the plants also help us come into our i know they do help us come into our bodies so that we can learn that we have this incredible barometer of truth that we walk around in, which of course helps us in our relations with two-leggeds very much so as well. Um, but even for example, sometimes, very often it's, it's emotional, spiritual kind of counsel that comes to me also, because kind of I live there. I love, like I love the inner invisible threads of life that that fascinates me um but then sometimes it can be really practical information like plantain suggested to me a way that plantain likes to be harvested and how i test these kind of things besides actually doing them is typically i'll run them by children and if children like relate to it and resonate with it and want to do it and do it and find that it works and then I figure I'm on to something like because we you know because they're op they're so open mm -hmm. and their truth uh sensors are very keen right like kids do know always when an adult is telling the truth or you know fudging on the truth so I like to try out these techniques with kids of all ages so for a lovely example, another one that I write about in um, the book, I think you said you have the gift of healing herbs. Um, Burdock shared to do a practice of putting fingertips right in the center of a first year burdock, right? The first of the two years of the burdock plant and just breathe with burdock. You could do it when you're already centered, but if you do that when you're feeling off center, frazzled, anxious, what have you, literally within 20 to 30 seconds, you're like that burdock root, right? You're really grounded and, and deeply rooted in the earth. And like, for example, I found teenage boys love that. And wow, right? To find like a plant, intuitive plant exercise that teenage boys find helpful. <laughs> yeah. Their excessive, you know, energy sometimes. Like, how great is that? Yeah. That is yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, and many times it could just be individual messages that you need or I need about self-care or self-love or bathe in me. Um, so what I think is we can try things out and see if they hold up. You know, that it's like that simple. And if you, the one thing I'll say to listeners too is if you get a message where a plant is in any way telling you anything about yourself that is, um, if they're putting you down in any way or saying, well, you did that wrong or whatever, you are definitely not hearing true com plant communication. It just mm -hmm. won't, and, and nor true spirit communication. It just won't happen that way. It just doesn't, just doesn't. You, We have so many internalized voices of, of you know, all that's wrong with us, right? Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that we're undoing, right? And the plants so help us take off these heavy overcoats of you should be this, you should be more this, you should be less that. I mean, ha have you found this in your own, um, you know, in your own relationships with plants that they've helped you become more of who you actually are? Yeah, I think so. Can they help me more too? Yeah be yeah he be who i am in the world and just just ex put it out there and then just accept put it out there and then not be so worried about what other people are thinking i think that's probably one of the main things 
exactly exactly because we hold ourselves back with that we're trying to be acceptable and please mm -hmm. everyone and and you know we're needed and so my perspective on that is that each plant knows who they are mm -hmm. oak knows who he she is i uh, doesn't wish they were a willow mm -hmm. oh i wish i was slenderer you know and more no it just doesn't they're like mm, this is who i am so my sense is every time I take a plant into myself in the form of my tea, that is helping me know who I am. And that and I, I was gonna say that's just something that's like probably really, really important in this day and age with all these different things coming at you all the time and you should be like this and you should be like that, you know. And then we get into it and compare and comparison. Mm -hmm. I should be you know, more like so-and-so or how old am I and they're doing this and I'm not yet. Mm, yeah. And that's all, like, none of that is helpful, yeah. right? None of that is helpful. What's helpful, I mean, you know, we do want to grow and transform like the plants do out in the wild and in our gardens. But what what is a transition in progress that, or working with herbal medicine in this way that we're talking about in kinship and gratitude for the plants as our elders, our teachers, our healing allies, is that we can um, achieve the transformations and growth within ourselves that we're after through acceptance, mm -hmm. rather than through beating ourselves up. Yeah. Whereas, okay, if this is where I am in the moment, and I would wish I was calmer, you know, or I wish I was more assertive, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? But being kind with where you are now, that's what brings about change rather than I have to, have to, have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was also, I mean, I love Scotland so much, by the way. It's really <laughs> like a, a, a soul home place. And I didn't know that until I actually stood on the soil like there's places where I knew before I went that I must go. Uh -huh. and that, one of them, I only went because an apprentice, Angela, who had over years become a dear, dear friend, moved there. Right? And so she took me to Kalanish. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were up in the stones under the full moon all by ourselves, mm -hmm. which was incredible incredible but all that all that magic like when i go where you live and i've been in loch lomond too uh, it's been a while but it's very in me having been there it's one of the places in the world that i've been where the land is very 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 alive yeah. still speaking you know still really like it's easier to hear plants there than it is here okay <laughs> it is and I think maybe it has to do with, you know, Celtic traditions still being whatever it is, whatever it is, it was really magical mm -hmm. and very, uh, even getting ready today, it was a very, um, fairy energy. The fairy energy was very strong about magic, mm -hmm. about the reality of magic. Well, yeah, where I am is very fairy energy. Is it? We have fairy hill and lots of fairy folklore and of this particular uh, so area. So I added into my cup of black birch tea, I added some homemade tincture of oak flowers and rowan flowers. Oh, so that's so weird because, you know, I have two sons. One's called Oak, one's called Rowan. No. <laughs> yeah. And then I have a daughter who's Robin Hazel. But yeah, Oak and Rowan. <laughs> wow. So <Okay>. that's weird. <laughs> that Fabulously weird. I love synchronicity. And, you know, the Rowan was the very last thing. I just reach into my cabinet for the oak. And then Rowan's like, I want to come. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like that sounds like my Rowan too. <laughs> okay. That is phenomenal. And then there was just one other thing you said that the Robin Hazel. So I have a magical doll stuffed with herbs. And her name is Witch Hazel. And everybody says, you look alike, even though she's all green. Um, but so there's a Hazel connection, too. Interesting. <laughs> I am speaking. Very cool. of, it's very cool. I also was moved, guided to bring a sprig of flowering Artemisia vulgaris with me. Is this a plant that you play with? Mugwort? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, 
interestingly enough, yesterday I was just doing a making a mugwort um, anointing oil and I was doing a lot of ceremony making it and my son was helping me to make a flower mandala. So it's, yeah, it's in the garden just now. So that's weird too as well. <laughs> yes, I love it. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, so this is in bud, which is, um, so you know, um, but for everybody, right, this is a plant famous for, excuse me, <coughs> helping to open the third eye or as i like to call it the first eye right? the eye that sees true the eye that sees beauty and consider that this eye that the artemisia and you can even work with plants in so many creative ways you can just do that right um as a, you can anoint you can drink you can bathe uh i love to make vinegar and just eat artemisia you know put the vinegar on vegetables um oh excuse me <coughs> We're still, um, I know people can watch, listen to a podcast any, any, any time, but right now as we're recording this, it, where I am in northern New Jersey, New York State border, New, York, New Jersey, our air is still being affected by the wildfires in Canada. Okay. It's not, <clears throat> it's not like the super obvious way mm -hmm. that it was when the sky was black and yellow but it's still not clear sure well which makes me think to say that you know everything we do in healing ourselves is to ripple out into healing the collective and we in my town we're just have had a success milestone we're not out the other side yet but for years we have been protesting the creation of a fract gas compressor station in my town which has is like on top of a water source for a few million people so on and so forth and anyway everybody said well almost everybody said you know we lost we have to give up they are building it i said and other some people and some wonderful organizations here said Mm, it's not over till it's over and I kept thinking not on my watch not on my watch this is not going to get built anyway we just got a court order stopping them okay. saying illegal and so like I said it's not dead but the magic I kept perceiving thank you Artemisia who helps us with that is permit denied project canceled permit denied project canceled permit denied project canceled and the step we're up to is that the permit was denied. Yay. That's great. So, it's so great. So, you know, we're, we're in such a pivotal time. We're in such a pivotal time. It's not as, you know, bring our joy, bring our humor, bring all that to it so that we don't, you know, just want to stay in bed with the covers over. <laughs> right. But mm -hmm. everything, these choices matter and yeah. moving beyond our self-consciousness or our shame at our kinship with the plants, this is, you know, this is, it's, it's now or never. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wonder with that, if you can talk more about kind of what it means to you to be a green witch, which I think you mentioned on your website. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and part of that was, um, women healers, midwives, herbalists historically have been silenced. Um, if not, downright killed, but silenced, uh, disempowered uh, by being labeled witches. Mm -hmm. And so when I chose to use the term green witch, as opposed to wise woman, herbalist, you know, whatever, understanding it was going to be more controversial, it was in a way to say you can't accuse me of that it's on my website it's on my books it's you know it's yes yes you're a witch yes i know i, I told you <laughs> right so that's part of it to kind of de um dis whatever that word would be to take the charge out of it mm -hmm. um <clears throat> a green witch is simply a i mean it's also a, kind of an affectionate term for an herbalist um historically or historically however you want to put that but also it really refers to a, 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 a person of any gender. When I started 35 years ago, it was mostly women, but now it's, you know, it's, it's all inclusive, right? A person who is 
deeply allied with the green world, right? And, and the incredible teachings of cyclical existence, right? The, the like not being in this fight with death, right? Because the plants show us, right? And the seasons show us, and even the moon shows us, right? It's life, death, rebirth, life, death, rebirth. And so this green kinship can be acted, enacted in any number of ways. In other words, you're an herbalist and a community activist. I am that and a writer. So it's going into all my books. Uh, you could be a, a green witch who's an artist, a poet, a gardener, you know, any of these ways that that's an expression of that loving, respecting relationship with the land, with the plants. And, you know, my um, first teacher was Susan Weed, and she said when I went up to apprentice as a young woman in my 20s, uh, living in Manhattan in New York City, right? She said, the study of the plants is the study of everything. And I was hooked. <laughs> I was hooked, right? The Sagittarian in me, the eternal student in me was just, okay. And it's so true because if you're studying plants, then suddenly you're studying soil. And if you're studying soil, suddenly you're studying bugs. And if you're studying bugs, then you're, you know, and so on and so forth. So I also, I didn't say, but I mean, I also do see people for their health. I have a, it's kind of a teaching clinic. It's sliding scale. Um, and really the reason I do that primarily is to train um, my apprentices who want to go further and want to see people. And also because I, I, my great love in, in next to the plants is my writing. And so you have to make choices, right? So I chose like, I'm not going to have an herbal product business. I'm not going to have a full-time clinic. I'm going to have, you know, part-time. The great thing about having the part-time, the, the, the more limited, I should say, clinic is that I get to check that what I'm teaching is true in terms of the physical healing or mental, emotional, spiritual healing qualities of the plants, you know, to not to get caught. It's easy sometimes to get caught in, well, I've always said this, so it must be true, but you wanna, you wanna keep, I want to keep checking in reality, right? In reality, what's the mirror? Um, yeah, so green witch, that was a long answer to what's a green witch. There was something else I wanted to share with you. Um, I, a few, well, all right, two different things are competing. <laughs> this one, my best friend sent me a text over this weekend that said, and so I don't know who to attribute it to, um, but she sent me a text that said, uh, and this is not her tradition, just saying, um, we were taught to fear the witches rather than the people who burned them. I think that's the problem. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just thinking about what you just said there. But um, going yeah, back, because I think actually what you said there, I think it just actually continues in some ways too how now like i mean there's just still quite a lot of pushback against herbal remedies and yes anything that empowers and excuse me reaching across my screen anything that empowers liberates encourages diversity uniqueness this is all you know how how can we squish this how can we squash this and the answer is you can't yeah we are rising yeah. We are rising now, and the, the status quo of a system that values power over rather than power with, power to lift each other up, um, is dying, is crumbling, is in its old age, right, patriarchy. It is in its dying years, though it doesn't look that way if you don't know how to look deep, right? If you look 
just on the surface, it looks like it's taking over everything. I acknowledge that, that that is how it looks, right? And it looks like there's only deathing and destruction going on. And it's very disturbing. I will, you know, not saying that it isn't. But if you look uh, with vision and you open your doors to information to come in from podcasts like this and so many other places, you'll see that we're also in labor, right? We're also midwifing the world we all know is possible and the world that most people long to live in, right? A world of good relations, of respect, of honoring the animals and the water. You wouldn't set off a, you know, an explosion in the ocean the second that you discovered it was harming whales hearing, like that's insane, right? So so many things going on that are just crazy and blind. So, but back to um, the deathing, the birthing, the, the how do we rise as ourselves in a time when, you know, many people in power are looking to make that as frightening as possible, right? To tell us that it's not safe um, is we do it together. We do it together. And I know that historically I have attracted all the people who said, I don't join groups. I don't join groups. I don't join groups. It's not like me neither. And we're all joining groups because we have to, right? Yeah. And there's pleasure in that and there's support in that and, and wonderful things to discover. Again, I love silence. I love my my alone time, but I also have learned to love my, you know, like this, like getting to meet someone like you doing great work across the big water from me. It's marvelous. And it encourages me. And hopefully I encourage you in what you're doing. And we help each other have courage. And the plants will help us, right? Like I just wrote, I just created a courage blend that I put out in my last newsletter. And I'll just put this out there. If any of you listening are not signed up for my newsletter, which is easy to do on the homepage of my website or through my Instagram at Robin Rose Bennett, um, we'll send you that recipe. Mm-hmm. We'll send you that recipe. Um, it is a blend. Uh, if I could remember it, I'd say it right now. Uh, it's three herbs, um, and it was delicious. Borage. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. It's. I just don't remember the exact amounts, but it's borage. <laughs> rose hips and elderflowers mm-hmm. and I honestly rocks it's just like it's mm, it like borage <laughs> for courage right borage mm-hmm. for courage rose brings in the thorns right that ability to keep your heart open uh or open your heart while understanding that you know you need to claim your sacred space mm-hmm. I love rose medicine. I really do. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And and then the elder, elder was the first tree that ever came to me as an ally back in 1985. Were you born yet? Yes, (laughs) I was. (laughs) Um, Yeah, came to me in dreams. And so that's kind of my first, you know, I teach my apprentices. It's a three-year program. And they all stay in it together. The first year, second year, and third year, we joke it's Hogwarts. You know, you get the first (laughs) years. And we each ally, and I include myself, because I like to ally with a plant again every year. Um, We each ally with a plant each year, which simply means choosing or being chosen in meditation by one plant that you're going to focus on. And that plant can become like an ambassador to the rest of the plant world for you and different ways to use that plant to work with that plant to sit with that plant and so forth anyway i always think those first three allies are like your your always and forever allies you will ally and with others you will love others fortunately the plants don't seem to be jealous though they (laughs) feel themselves to be sarcastic i've never ever met a jealous plant ever so so um just they're so generous they're so mm-hmm. generous. So my first three are my first three and my forever are plantain, plantago, um, rosa, right, and sambucas elder. 
and I'm especially a big fan of the flowers. I love the berries too, but I'm a big fan of the flowers. So I was interested to learn that in Scandinavia, where that tree originates, um, they mostly use the flowers for medicine. They don't really use the berries, which maybe has changed now just because mm, of the internet and the small small world thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, we use both here. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I use both. Yeah. I use both. I just have a particular love for the flowers. So you know, I need the berries, <laughs> and you the berries, perfect. Yeah. And for anyone listening, the flowers will tend to be more upper respiratory medicine. The berries will tend to be more lower respiratory medicine, mm-hmm. right? Like coughs really respond well to the berries. The and the and like sinusy things and headaches and eye things respond really well to the flowers. And I have recipes in my book to put them all together and get all the benefits, including skin benefits, including immune nourishing from all parts. And also on a spiritual, if we just want to go there for a second, well, I guess we've been there all along. <laughs> on the spiritual medicine of the elder is to be our guide through the chaos of transformation. So we all need elder right now. Yeah. Yeah. I call this time we're in the evolutionary chaos of now, evolutionary chaos of now. And I think by naming it evolutionary, I think it's helpful because A, it's true, and B, because it it just keeps us in mind of we are growing. We're in the death throes of what has been, and we're in the labor pains of what (laughs) is birthing. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, from what you're saying, I think definitely I've noticed that there's a lot more people who are interested in growing and just that kind of nature connection and foraging a big thing and yeah, herbal medicine. But there's also the still there's always that backlash of people kind of constantly in the background saying, "But how do you know it works? Why how do you know it works?" You know. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, you know, you take it for your headache, and your headache goes away, and lo and behold, perhaps it worked. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe it was the herb. I'm like, you mean the herb you put on when you were bleeding and then you yeah. stop? Maybe it was the herb. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is, is bodies are oriented to heal. Yeah. Bodies yeah. are oriented to heal given the right support. So I would love, if I may, to, um, because I have a book that's coming out any minute now, I'd love to share about it. Yes, I was going to get to that. Yep. Oh, okay. I don't mean to rush you if you have something else you want to do first. Uh, Nope, we can do that now. (laughs) Okay. So it is a pocketbook. My um, vision for it is that it's like one of those you can just open for daily guidance. So I'm going to show you the cover because I don't have the printed book yet. It's called A Green Witch's Pocketbook of Wisdom, Big Little Life Mm -hmm. Tips. Beautifully illustrated um, by a local to me artist, Gil Stoughton. And then, Rox, I brought like a mock-up, you know, of the manuscript. And what I'd love to do is just a little bit of bibliomancy, open the book, bibliomancy being when you open a book anywhere at random to see, asking for a message, what message comes through. And I would love with your, you know, uh, acceptance of this as as an idea to just ask for a message for your audience that we can share. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. All right. All right, so it's about 175 pages. Let's just see which one opens up. Ah, beautiful, very timely. I'm gonna show you the illustration first. And actually I'll hold the illustration up to the camera while I read uh, the other, the, the matching page. And each page, everyone is like one line and then a little explanation. So here we go, this is the illustration. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. And the wisdom of this is make space in your life. Make space in your life. I'll say it one more time. Make space in your life. Whether you clear out a closet, drop something from your weekly schedule, or take time to meditate, creating space creates the kind of spaciousness that allows good things, people, and opportunities place to come in. So I hope that is a resonant message. I know it is for me. Uh, it's much as September energy is make space, you know, though it could be good at any time. 
Yes, but, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. Um, I, I really am excited to share. So my regular website, I'm sure you'll have all this in program. I will, yeah. I, I wondered if you could actually talk a bit more about your book, about like the concept of it and just how you like got what inspired you to write it. Okay, great. Thank you. So I have been working on it for, well, on some level, like the herbal, you know, all these years, but I have been working on it actively. I think I started it in 2017 or 2018. Um, And what it is, is a compilation of the practices that I continue to do. Um, Things that have stood the test of time that have brought me through everything from minor annoyances to personal tragedies, like the surprising, uh, shocking loss of my beloved life partner 10 years ago. Um, Things that have held up, because I think we all need anchors. We all need things we can practice and my idea is these are things to come home to and so i wanted to share the things the teachings i've received from different um people or different you know alive dead in person through writings what have you but the things that are my own um helpers if you will uh and so that led me to write this book I think maybe I could have, should have, would have turned it into like three books, but, yeah. um, but I just, I put it all in one place and it was very specific, the idea to make it a pocketbook because um, I want to think, I mean, you know, it will be available uh, as an ebook also, but for those who want to carry something around with them, um, you know, it's small enough to do that. And um yeah, and then the visual part, uh, getting together with Gail Stoughton, my illustrator, was just a really lucky stroke that she said yes, um, and she enjoyed, she said she enjoyed the process, like each wisdom would kind of live in her as she made her visual interpretation mm-hmm. of it, um, and yeah, I mean, I'm very blessed to have her in there because she's a really talented uh, artist. And how do you like envision people um, connecting and using the book? So like what I say in the introduction is whether you were somewhere in there, I say it, you know, whether you read it straight through or you use it like as a daily, you know, kind of oracle. I mean, I'm sure this is down the road, down the road, but I'm sure it will also be a deck because it just lends itself to that. Mm, But right now I envision people either using it like that, like an oracle, you know, or or just reading bits, or maybe choosing like one practice that they want to say, like, I want to work with this one for this moon cycle, new moon to new moon, you know, or this from spring to summer, right? So there's all options of ways, like, I hope that you will find ways to help it serve you in your blossoming and you're you know fruiting and spreading your seeds everyone you know because we all have a unique part to play in this moment right and so i trust that you know people will glean from it uh what serves them but it's like anything else you can't just like oh yeah that's pretty and put it away you know what Mm -hmm. i mean you have to um work to integrate and incorporate teachings so that is my hope actually right and again everything that's in here is what i have practiced and will continue to practice because as long as we're breathing we're still growing and evolving and again it's going to be available as ebook and regular but i could still i'm old enough i consider it a real book uh, and uh and and what else there's something else i want to say oh yeah and anywhere it's available like everywhere great great through all the all the channels independence the biggies the you know the whole nine yards and through me if somebody wants that um and just while we're on it if you don't mind i'll just take a moment to say this is my first book 
Healing Magic, A Green Witch Guidebook to Conscious Living. And this is filled with um, exercises, practices, recipes for um, engaging mystery, reconnecting with the earth. So long chapter on moon magic and women's wisdom, practices, herbal magic, and ritual. And maybe the ritual is one of my okay. favorites. Anyway, so that's... So is all. that kind of a little bit like a almost like an apprenticeship with you but in book form <laughs> yes yes i and especially the that together with the book that you said you have which i'll show i'll just take a second um you know just want you to know it's available because these are resources mm-hmm. the gift of healing herbs plant medicines and home remedies for a vibrantly healthy life because it is so helpful to know how to take care of yourself and your family and your friends and um so my recipes are user friendly i don't i personally tend towards simpler yeah it's one herb two herbs three herbs i'm not like a big i just want you to be able to use it yeah 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 i i'm definitely much more towards the simple because i have three kids that are all very young so anything that i can do that can be fast and (laughs) quick and easy then yeah yeah so you said rowan oak and robin Robin, yeah. Okay, we just have to like talk about this off the podcast. <laughs> so, um, one of the other questions, sorry, that that I was thinking was what um, you were talking about your apprenticeship. So, obviously, we're in the UK. Do you have online apprenticeships or other ways that people can connect with you online and work with you? I do. I have a new uh, course. I often do things online too. Um, I have a new course starting in early, early 2024 through the Shift Network. Um, It's going to be, you know, I like to, I make the online courses as experiential as possible. Like we might be meeting together all drinking the same tea or have our feet in an herbal foot bath or whatever. So I, you know, I love, I'm so appreciative of the magic of the Zoom portal that lets us (laughs) do this across the world. Um, But I also uh, like to, do anything I can to kind of make it physical and tactile, even though we're meeting online. And I will also be putting online some of my own courses. Uh, But right now, the next thing that's coming up that is, you know, kind of an in-depth course is the one that's through Shift. And that's my website as soon as as soon as it is. It's not quite there yet. Okay. Is that like a regular kind of for like a period of time, kind of not not like a one-off thing? It's like a once a week for, I think it's seven weeks long. Okay. Seven weeks long, but it, it's, you know, I give, I give uh, handouts and practices and um, there's, there's homework to do in between, which is often deeply pleasurable things like tr- brew this tea while you're in the bath with the can, you know, <laughs> that kind of homework that, uh, isn't like school school isn't like school school yeah um yeah and really the best ways to stay abreast of what i'm offering are to sign up for my newsletter uh, on my website or you know come to instagram and youtube i've got all those you know all those things we have now okay great and i'm gonna put links obviously in below and just one last question i wonder if you could just give people um just like a couple of tips of how maybe they could connect with plants that they could go away and do. Yes. Um, Yes. Well, Mm -hmm. plants love to be sung to. So if you want to sing or hum and then be quiet, that helps the plant. You basically, you want to sit down with the plant or the tree. You could, you know, put down, um a little offering of something that is important to you uh it doesn't have to be expensive right it could be a a a a sip of water it could be uh some lavender tobacco you know whatever speaks to you and imagine that as you're looking at the plant the plant is looking at you and we're kind of doing it right now in a little bit of a way, right? Imagine, and then just share your breath 
with that plant, send your breath out as a conscious giveaway and inhale the plant into your own heart, into your own self. And kind of sit like that, um, doing this. I Sometimes I like to imagine a, like a figure eight forming uh, between us. Maybe everybody right now even just think of a plant or tree that you love, whether you know its name or not, and imagine giving your breath away because they do inhale what we exhale and inhaling the oxygen that they can't use and that they freely give to us. And then after you've done that for a few minutes, you know, when people of any age at all can do this, might you just kind of be quiet a bit and just see what arises. Just see what arises. You can also be touching a plant or if you know it's a safe plant, you could have it on your tongue and thank them and just see what's there for you. Whether you're asking about a specific thing or just a general, I'd love to connect with you. Or do you have a message for me? And this is um, an exercise that is beautiful to do time and again, even with the same plant, because just as you continue to get to know a person more deeply over time, you know, it's not like you connect with a plant once and you're done, right? There's other layers to them. And I, I put this exercise and others um, into a book that will be coming out next May or June called A Young Green Witch's Guidebook to Plant Magic. Okay. So that's exciting too. It's beautifully illustrated. Not That one is not by Gail, but, um, and, you know, I just would love to, I'm asking like what song because I'd love to just close even with a little tiny piece of a song or a chant because because just as an offering just as a giveaway maybe this one by Lisa TL the spirit of the plants has come to me in the form of a beautiful dancing green woman the spirit of the plants has come to me in the form of a beautiful dancing green woman. Her eyes fill me with peace. Her dance fills me with peace. Her eyes fill me with peace. Her dance fills me with peace. Oh, that was lovely. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so sending you and everyone green blessings and so much gratitude to you, Rox, for all the ways in which you are stepping up and, you know, letting your, letting your light shine, helping people connect, reconnect with the earth and themselves. Yes, and you as well. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on to the podcast and for yeah, asking to come on and chat to me. Welcome. My pleasure. <laughs>